Welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a daily podcast where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines, and I am your host. It is Thursday, December 8th, episode number 602. Yes. Uh, Let's get into Major League Baseball. Uh, Yeah, every day, a little more more gets done in the old free agent market. Not a lot of trading going on, mostly free agent signings at this point. Another busy day yesterday, uh, Wilson Contreras, uh, catcher from the Cubs, goes to the Cardinals, yeah, to the rivals, interesting move there, so Contreras to the Cardinals, uh, Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox, great, um, Don't I don't necessarily completely positively understand uh, what the Red Sox are doing, what their game plan is, uh, seems like a lot to spend on an old guy. For a team that is wanting to go young and kind of go in that direction. More on that in a moment. Uh, Jose Quintana goes to the Mets. Uh, another pitcher added to the Mets. Uh, Jameson Tyone to the Cubs. I believe that one was actually done the day before. Uh, just was late on reporting that. Uh, Mas- Masataka Yoshida goes to the Red Sox. Uh, uh, you know, super superstar. Japanese player, outfielder, uh, 29 years old, uh, five years, what ends up being five years, 105 million. It was five for 90, but there was $15, $15 million tied up in in establishing the rights uh, to sign him, however that works, out of Japan. So uh, Masataka Yoshida uh, to the Red Sox, outfielder. Uh, and then we finished off the night last night. I was just finishing up at work when word came out, news broke, that Xander Bogarts uh, ends up with the San Diego Padres. 11 years, $280 million. That's a lot of years. Um, You know, it's a lot of money too, of course, but uh, a lot of years for a 30-year-old shortstop. I, I I I totally get it on the Red Sox side. There's no way they're they're going in there on on him for that long term of a deal. So uh, good good for Xander gets his, gets his money gets his payday. Uh, hidden for San Diego, uh, getting crowded over there uh, in the infield. So Kim supposedly is going to be moving over to second base. Uh, Tatis moving to the outfield. Maybe I guess. Oh yeah. So Cronenworth will probably Cronenworth will probably be at first base since Josh Bell. Uh, moved on to the Guardians, so um, yeah, busy. And then Machado, of course, at uh, at third base. So pretty, pretty, pretty solid, pretty stellar, solid lineup. You got Soto in the outfield now with Tatis, and uh, yeah, they're they're loaded. 
Padres are loaded. So um, good, good, good for Xander. But, you know, always will be a Xander fan, and I can't blame him for uh, for taking that deal. There's no way the Red Sox were going to compete on that level for a 30, like I say, a 30, 31-year-old shortstop. So, you know, got to got to get what you can out of him now, San Diego, because by the end of that contract at, at 41, 42, you're going to be going to be eating a lot of cash. But uh, that's how it works. That's how it goes. Same thing for uh, Aaron Judge. There's no way he stays healthy for uh, the bulk of that contract. We don't even know if he can stay healthy for a year of that contract. Uh, I, I still would argue that uh, this year was a fluke. Uh, that we've never seen him healthy as much as he was this year. So we can see what he can do when he is healthy, but um, being able to stay healthy is an entirely a different matter. So I'm sure more uh, more signings coming up today. This kind of shifts, shifts things for Carlos Correa, for Dansby Swanson, uh, those teams that are desperately looking for a shortstop uh, certainly helps their – their pocketbook in terms of what they uh, can now garner uh, for a contract, free agent contract. So we'll see where those guys, um, where they end up and how it works out. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll continue with that. We'll, we'll get, get you those major league baseball signings as they uh, happen in the winter meetings down there in San Diego. So let's get into our football. It's, it's football Thursday. Yep. Amazon Prime tonight, Raiders at the Rams. The Rams are getting five and a half points at home with a 44 and a half point over under. Uh, no Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup, um, no uh, no Allen Robinson, no Aaron Donald. Uh, the Rams, a shell of them former of their former selves. So we'll see if Baker Mayfield can uh, get his way onto the field after. You know, two days after being signed by the Rams, uh, if he has enough of the playbook in hand to be able to do that, or if it even matters. I mean, the backups there are so bad. Wolford, um, so bad that that Baker may be a better option knowing none of the playbook. I don't know. So keep an eye on that. Um, Nobody, nobody, there's no one that you can really start on the Rams side. You can take a chance on Cam Akers if you like. Uh, did have two touchdowns last week, 70 rushing yards, no work in the passing game. So if you want to count on those, um, count on those those touchdowns, good luck with that on the Cam Akers side. Wouldn't touch anybody else. I'm not messing with Higby. I'm not messing with Van Jefferson. None of them. None of them because you can't count on anything at the quarterback position there and, you know, Raiders, Raiders uh, getting a breath of, of life here, still thinking they might have a shot at the playoffs. I personally don't think they have a shot at the playoffs. They have a, a good stretch of games here in the short term, but by the end of the year, it gets much, much more difficult, and it's going to be hard for them to dig out of that hole. And I don't honestly think, if you're a Raiders fan, <clears throat> I don't think you want them to make a run and get into the playoffs because – uh, the one chance you have at getting Josh McDaniels out of there is uh, by not being any better than you have been for the first part of the year. And if you, honestly, Raider fan, if you think Josh McDaniel is the answer to your coaching problems, <clears throat> good luck with that. Good luck with that. I think you're much, much better off 
losing as many games as you can and get his ass out of town and <clears throat> start over with, uh, from a coaching standpoint. He was bad in he was bad in Denver. He's bad in in Las Vegas. Just my opinion. Uh, as far as guys you can start tonight, obviously uh, Josh Jacobs is a must. Uh, Devontae Adams is a must. Uh, I'm not going any farther than that. I mean, you can risk it on Mac Hollins. Uh, Foster Moreau, maybe get one more week out of Foster Moreau before Waller looks like he's coming back next week. And, uh, you know, Derek Carr is is definitely an option, Top, probably a top 12 option this week. So you can play him as well. And, hey, if you got the Raiders defense, do it. Get him in there because, you know, this Rams offense is a mess. So uh, you can get away with playing the Raiders defense. I am going to take – I'm going to take the – man, this is a tough one. At five and a half points, Rams played the Seahawks really, really tough last week, uh, surprisingly. Uh, so they're still fighting. They're still battling. Um, man, five and a half points, 44 and a half point over under. I am going to take – Man, you're gonna have to count on the Rams to score a lot of points. The Raiders' defense is bad. It's bad. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shock the world here. I'm gonna take the Rams to cover the five and a half, and I'm going to take the over on this one. Uh, I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, there's gonna be some points scored tonight, and I'll take the Rams. As bad as they are, I, I just think you know the Raiders are fools gold. They're they're they've won a couple games against a couple bad teams and uh yeah just not buying it, not buying it. so I'll take the rams to uh cover this one five and a half sunday morning we've got uh one two three four five six seven sunday morning games uh before we get to the afternoons we'll hit those tomorrow along with the sunday night and monday night games uh we do have six by teams this week so uh, so only seven morning games starting with the with a, a battle in the afc east the jets at the Bills, the Bills have to give nine and a half points in this one with a 44 point over under. I like both defenses in this one. I'm going to take the under, the under 44 on this one, but I am going to take the Jets to cover that nine and a half points because uh, I think their defense is good enough to not only keep them in this game, they could possibly win it. I don't think they're going to win it. I think the Bills will still get out of this one with a victory. Uh, but the uh, yeah, but the Jets will keep it close enough. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you're going to play him for sure. Uh, your, your Jets backfield is going to get messy again with Michael Carter coming back. So you know, Zonovan um, Zonovan can he's still going to have a role definitely. So you can watch this and, and you know throw him in there in a pinch, maybe hoping he gets a touchdown. And that's about as far as I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm not going to I'm not going to count on Mike White to pull the her heroics, the late heroics, to get himself in the top ten um, this week, like he did last week against Minnesota. Buffalo's a little bit better defense. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. Might be some turnovers in there. So that's as far as I'm going to go with the Jets on the Bills side. Um, of course, you're playing Allen. Uh, Singletary, you'd like to be able to depend on. Uh, James Cook had a much bigger role last week, so you got to uh, watch that. Could be, 
you know, a straight split. This is really one to watch going forward. Is this the new role for James Cook? Or was that more of a, a game script type of deal last week? Um, Stefan Diggs, uh, of course, you're going to play him. You're probably playing Gabe Davis just because of where you drafted him and where he sits on your team, even though he scares me. So you've got that that working against you in there. And then Dawson Knox, you're always hoping for a touchdown there. Uh, probably can play either one of these defenses. Uh, maybe maybe a little less. I'm a little less in on the Jets defense um, as I am on the Bills. Uh, but, yes, I'll take the Jets to cover the 9.5 and, and the under 44 points. we got the Browns at the Bengals. Uh, Bengals at home giving five points with a 47-point over under. Um, <clears throat> man, if, if Deshaun Watson looks like he did last week, it's going to be have to be all Bengals to get to this 47. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go under on the 47 points there. Uh, from a Brown standpoint, uh, you're gonna play Nick Chubb. You're gonna play Amari Cooper barely on the road. It, it, I'm not going to if I don't have to. I think I might have to play him in one league, and I might not have to play him in another. So that you know, that's where I stand on that based on who you have uh, as options, better options. He's not been good on the road. Uh, Deshaun Watson was not good, period, last week. You you combine those two things, and it doesn't look great. So Nick Chubb might be the only safe play here, and I don't even know how safe that'll be if they get behind. Now, Joe Burrow has not ever beaten the Browns, right? He's 0-4, I believe, lifetime against the Browns, and... So there's that. You've got to factor that in. And the Browns just absolutely, completely dominated the Bengals uh, from a defensive point of view last time they played here a few weeks back. So, you know, there's there's that. The Bengals are playing better probably now than they were then. Offensive line seems to be coming together. Joe Mixon's going to be back for this one. So now I think you're going to get some Joe Mixon, Samaje P. Ryan uh sharing of the job a little bit because Pirine has been so good, uh, not only in the, the passing game, but uh, pretty pretty solid in the running game as well. you got all three of your wide receivers, and you don't have Hayden Hurst. He's out. So now all three of the, the receivers become uh, pretty relevant. Tyler Boyd becomes uh, you know more vital to the passing game. Uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are, are – obvious starts on the Bengals side. So uh, who am I going to take in this one? I like the under and I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one uh, to break through Joe Burrow to get his first win against the Browns uh, this weekend at home. Texans, (laughs) uh, Texans at the Cowboys, Cowboys giving 17 points. Davis Mills uh, reinstalled as the starting quarterback for the Texans. So here we go again. The uh, quarterback carousel there. Uh, Brandon Cook's probably not going to play in this one. So yeah. Uh, (laughs) So Damian Pierce is is probably the only. Nico Collins could be a thing. I guess they're probably going to be behind uh, so Damian Pierce, Nico Collins, probably the only two that I could s- even consider starting on the Texans side. Uh, the Cowboys, 
This one's deceiving, right? They're huge favorites, and you assume that they will just be able to score a ton of points, but the problem is half of the points could come on defense, and they could just pretty much be up early enough to be able to shut this down and not really offer you anything from the fantasy side. I'm scared to death to play Dak. Uh, I'm having to play him in the guillotine league. Because Fields is on a bye this week. So, you know, I just fear that they could get a couple defensive touchdowns, get a couple rushing touchdowns, and that's it. Then they, they pretty much shut it down on offense, and you don't get, you know, what you want from C.D. Lamb. You don't get your Dalton Schultz, uh, Michael Gallup, obviously Dak Prescott. You know, so I think you're pretty safe with the Tony Pollard-Ezekiel Elliott combo this week. Uh, from a running standpoint, because they will do that. You would love to have the Cowboys' defense. Uh, you're going to play C.D. Lamb because it's he's just a guy that you play every week. Uh, more than likely, you're playing Dalton Schultz because if he's your tight end, uh, he's still going to be your best option there. But uh, hold your breath on this one because uh, this could get ugly. It could get ugly early and uh, could be a mess. I'm going to go with the... Over on this one, I'm going to take the Texans to cover the 17 points because that's just, it's just too many points in the NFL. doesn't matter uh, who the teams are, how they're playing. just doesn't matter. Cowboys could run away with this easily, and still, in garbage time, uh, the Texans could be able to bring this back within 17. So it's just I think it's just the, the wise bet is to stick with the Texans and the 17 points. Vikings at the Lions. This is actually a good one. The Lions have been playing really good football. The Vikings, of course, uh, are a good team and have a good record. Um, Falcons are looking to the future. So does that mean Desmond Ritter is going to get a start this week? I'll, I'll have more on this moment, maybe momentarily. I don't know. Flash just came across uh, on Sleeper that I didn't get to read the whole thing. It just said, uh, Falcons looking to the future. I, I have to imagine that means Desmond Ritter is going to get a shot at quarterback. Hallelujah. Finally, get something other than Marcus Mariota in there. <clears throat> Might not be better, but uh, it can't be worse. Vikings at the Lions. Um, so the Lions at home against a, I believe, I believe, 9-2, and 9-3. Should start writing the records down next to these teams. The Lions are favored at home against the Vikings in this one. The 53-point over-under. I'm going to take the over in this one right off the bat, but I am going to take the, the Vikings uh, getting two and a half points on the road. Wow. Uh, Dalvin Cook, yes, absolutely. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. I would even play uh, Kirk Cousins in this one. On the Lions side, Jared Goff is is a uh, must start in this one. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams can be played. As we saw, uh, Williams got in the end zone, but Swift got more touches last week. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, and that's as far as I go with the wide receivers on the Lions side. Just cannot count on Chark and, and some of these other peripheral guys to to get into the end zone for you. But it should be a good high-scoring game, and it should be, uh, you know, lots of fantasy points, taking the Vikings on the road, getting points. Uh, and they're, they're just the better team. Um, 
the Lions are on the rise, though, and, and love watching them play. This will be a fun game to watch. Eagles at the Giants. The Giants are getting seven points at home, 44.5 point over under. Uh, I could see this one underwhelming a little bit. Uh, good defenses matching up here. Could be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under on this one just for fun. Uh, we'll take the, the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles. No, it's really hard. If you're going to take the under 44 and a half, you almost have to take the Giants with the seven points to keep this just close enough. These two play each other pretty well. I'm going to take the Giants with the seven points. On the Eagles' side, uh, Miles Sanders is the only one you can really count on in the running game. Obviously, Jalen Hurts play. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith um, are, are the plays in um, on the offensive side of the ball, not trusting anybody else really uh, there. On the Giants' side, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Darius Slayton has been really good, so you're going to play those two guys. Daniel Jones, if you have to, um, you know, could be a top 15 quarterback this week. I don't know that I see him getting all the way into the top 12. Um, Don't really trust anybody else on the Giants' side here. Maybe the Eagles' defense is a good play, keeping this thing low scoring. Uh, Taking the Giants with the seven and the under 44.5. Ravens. At the Steelers, uh, the old division rivals, back at it again. Steelers are minus, really, Steelers are minus two at home against a Lamar Jacksonless Ravens team that's not scoring a lot of points. Huntley will be the the quarterback for the Ravens. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't trust any of the running backs for the Ravens because they can't decide who they're going to use. I don't think I'm playing Huntley in this one if I don't have to. Uh, Mark Andrews probably is the only person that I can semi-trust, and I don't even really feel great about that on the Ravens' side. On the Steelers' side, you're probably playing Najee Harris. I don't like it, though. Uh, Ravens are good against the run. I I like this one. I like the under in this one. Even though it's only 37 points, I'm going to take the under in this one. Um, I will take the Ravens getting two points, uh, even though they're on the road, I think they just have enough on defense to get this done against a, you know, struggling Steelers team. George Pickens got almost, almost got shut out last week. Deontay, um, Deontay Johnson got a million targets and still didn't have a great fantasy day. Najee Harris, uh, those are your guys that you're probably – playing for the Steelers, but uh, again, plug your nose. This one could get ugly, and it could be really, really low scoring. Could see another 10-9 win for the Ravens in this one, falling well below the 37-point over-under on that one. Uh, In the last morning game, uh, the Jaguars at the Titans. Titans are giving four points, and it's a 41-point over-under in this one. Going to take the over here because that's a really low over under not going to be able to run the ball a whole lot against the Titans, but you can pass the ball. So um, your Trevor Lawrence is, is maybe not a bad play in this one. Not liking Travis Etienne as much. Wasn't great last week. Titans are an even better defense that they'll face uh, than they did last week in, in the Detroit lions. So um, it's going to have to come in the passing game. So I like Christian Kirk 
Um, may uh, like a little Zay Jones in there, Evan Ingram. Uh, from the Jags' point of view, you got uh, Derrick Henry should go crazy in this one on the ground against the Jaguars, and we'll see if Traylon Burks plays. But other than that, I'm not uh, playing any Titans other than Derrick Henry, uh, especially if Burks is not cleared from the protocol and able to play, and we haven't gotten any word on that one yet. I will take... <sighs> I will take... Uh, the I'm going to take the Titans on this one. They're going to cover the four points. They just are, you know, they're the better team. And, um, you know, Jaguars are kind of playing with our emotions here. We think they're we think they're better than they are, and they go back to being who they are. So uh, Titans over the Jags, yeah, given the four points, over the 41 point over under on this one. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will take care of the – Sunday morning games and the Thursday night game. Don't forget there's football tonight. Yeah, Raiders at the Rams. Uh, should be should be fun. Should be, uh, you know, uh, I've got it on the over, 44.5 points. So there should be some points scored. Um, and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully for, uh, I think, I'm telling you, Raider fan, you don't, you do not want the Raiders to go on a run and get even a sniff of the playoffs. The worst thing that could happen to you is they could win a few games and give you the hope that they could make the playoffs, and then they come to the end of the season, don't make it, and you're stuck, right? You're stuck. Well, you know, McDaniel did just enough to hold this thing together, right? Well, we better keep him around for another year, and then you'll have another down year because McDaniels can't coach. So be hoping for the Rams. Just you know, hope the Rams win the thing. Uh, as a Raider hater, I you know I think it would be great if the Raiders won and and you know, trick their fans into thinking they had a shot at the playoffs. So that's just just my two cents. All right, I'm going to wrap it up, get out of here. 25 minutes, that's long enough for me to ramble on here on the Fantasy Blink. So everybody have a great Thursday out there for the Fantasy Blink. I am the Commission, and I am out of here.